Friday. Sure is. And we're back with the Snakes cast, and Dan is here with us once again. Dan! Hey guys. Hey. Uh, So, we've been talking all week about hidden movement games, and today we're going to talk about a couple of the heavier and more uh, involved games that are out there. Well, There's uh, one I think you might kind of like. I'm a big fan of Fury of Dracula. I I would often get asked at Snakes um, what my favorite game was, and I quite often would sort of ramblingly never have an answer for it. But uh, eventually I just decided, you know what? It's got to be Fury of Dracula. It's it's a long game. you got to know that you're playing it for a good you know, two, maybe three hours. But uh, um, what I love about it is Dracula completely... In- silently moves across the game board using cards. They leave things in their trail, and those things in the trail could be vampires that the vampire hunters are hunting, but they could also be traps. So you don't know if it's going to be a a Zagani mob with a knife, or maybe it's a a pack of rabid wolves. Um, And you're just waiting, sort of in your web of deception, for the hunters to maybe stumble across your trail. Every time that they do that, they're maybe getting closer to you, but your objective is to get the baby vampires off the game board. And it's that real hunter-hunted thing that I think does it so well with that vampire concept um, that makes that just one of the pillars of this uh, this game mechanic, okay. in my opinion. And it introduces something, unless I'm much mistaken, that nothing else that we've talked about so far has. Uh, Clue, the Great Museum Caper may have it, but we don't. none of us knows that game well enough to say. But that's dice. There is a random element in this game, which all the previous ones we've talked about are entirely... Uh, what's the word? Deterministic and and based upon player decisions. Whereas in this one, there's the possibility that you could roll a dice and have a good or a bad outcome, right? Uh, more so in the the second edition, um, right. there was a the, the hunters would quite often take rails, which was a roll of a die. So you know we didn't know if it was going to be like, hey, I'm sort of on the slow train right now, or I'm on an express train, or uh, uh, the cops have just pulled me over and been like, hey, why do you got like twelve crossbows and this like a uh, pack of garlic here this is kind of weird there's definitely dice in the combat for second edition which is more of the fighting stuff but less about the the movement and trying to figure things out element to right it. um third edition is even though i have a real soft spot for second edition and there's things i don't like about third edition third edition is definitely the better game i'm kind of heartbroken it's going out of print again because uh fantasy flight has lost their their rights with uh Games Workshop recently, so um, this is your chance. Get that game while you still can. But yeah, there's no dice. It's uh, Even with the combat, it's just straight up, what's Dracula going to do? Can I predict what the, what he's going to do? He's got changing cards every round. Um, can he figure out which card I'm going to play? It's a real cat and mouse game. I, I love that cat and mouse aspect of things. Okay. It's definitely a game, I think, that involves a lot more alternative mechanics outside of hidden movement. Whereas I feel like that's something that has not been so much of a thing. Maybe that's more what I was getting at. Is it, There's way more to this yes, than there's, there's secretly more, running around the board. More yeah. mechanics and more meat. You know, there's, there's event cards and of course there's having to gear your hunters up and there's all that, that type of thing on top of it. So We were talking about Scotland Yard and etc. earlier this week and really there isn't a ton to the game besides just moving around trying to get from point A to point B without getting caught and it sounds like Fury of Dracula really fills that out a lot more both in gameplay and also like 
in the narrative a little bit, you know? Absolutely. And uh, I think that's why going and having played that after I had already loved games like this, uh, Scotland Yard just felt so flat. That being said, you know, Spectre Ops uh, is also quite excellent. It's more like an actual hide-and-go-seek where you're mm-hmm. using line of sight trying to hunt uh, hunt a bad guy down that's trying to blow up parts of a facility. It's all about just trying to look down corridors and be clever while one player moves around from space to space, being secretive about their plans. Mm. This is one I've watched played and desperately want to play and it hasn't hit the table for me yet. I've never played it either. Mm-hmm. I've watched it played many, many, many times and I've had many people sort of get you know, a third of the way through explaining it to me when they got distracted. It does really, like, capture that thing that I mentioned earlier this week uh, of that sort of stumbling around the game board kind of thing in the first half and then really kind of, like, hunting down and trying to capture the other player in the last half. Um, It does it in so much less time than, say, Fury of Dracula does or other things of that ilk. Um, Even Letters of Whitechapel, it's a lot faster, but uh, it's still got the same foibles of, like, they used a smoke grenade, they had a hollow duplicate that I didn't anticipate Um, you still get that sort of uh, being sneaky which I really appreciate in these games I think the nature of these things too is the uh, one player trying to fool the other player and you know there's there's new games that have come out that are are playing with that concept even more Um, and I I want designers to make more of these games to do more of this sort of like having players be fooled. Captain Sonar is a great example of that, where... Oh, goodness, yes. Uh, both teams are, you know, basically doing secret movement, right? Um, well, I think that the, the biggest thing for that that is an advancement on everything that's come before it, because in all of the other games we've talked about, the player who is playing the hidden character, and this is one of the things we haven't actually mentioned, can hear every piece of advice or sort of discussion that is going on between everyone else. You mentioned it briefly, I think, during Scotland Yard, Dan, when we were talking about that. But they they are aware of everything that's being said, and then just sitting there making their moves quietly. Whereas the great thing with Captain Sonar is there is one person on each team whose entire purpose at the game is to listen into the other team and make notes on what they're doing. Yeah, and that's I, I think that's one of the things that I like most about uh, uh, Fear of Dracula. Um, is that sort of like moment of sweat where you're like, oh crap, they're all discussing about that place where I'm standing right now. But they're talking about three other places as well. Please don't pick this spot. Yeah, Please don't pick this spot. Better look not suspicious. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Sweaty palms, poker face. The tension from those moments in these games is huge. I absolutely love uh, in Fury of Dracula just following behind one of the hunters. They're not going to go back to that city they were just in. And every time they make a move, you're just like that vampire who's just got his like arms out, you know, up in the air, sneaking very, very carefully on your tiptoes behind yeah, them. Yeah, like poking uh, your head around Slowly making baby, baby vampires. And <laughs> it's, a, it's a great, great feeling. I love that feeling. And I love being on the other side of the table too. I love also being the person trying to figure out where these people are you have one of your friends who uh looks mischievous and you're trying you're determined to take that person down with your other friends at the table and i think that really uh is such a great feeling in a board game yeah you mentioned earlier that these really kind of like scratch that itch of like outwitting your friends and i think what makes that even bigger is that it's really just you you know, and like we kind of touched on that when we were talking about abstract games, you know, the satisfaction of being able to like win something with just your brain. And this is the same sort of thing, you know, like you're fooling your friends with nothing 
but moving around, you know, it's so simple and yet like so satisfying to like, you know, just like, you know, move, you know, three feet and be like, yes, I've got you. You're never going to catch me now. You know, like that, that it kind of like touches in on that primal feeling. The fact that it's so simple. There's no dice. There's no cards, at least in like Scotland Yard. And then even when there are dice and cards, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, it also touches on that sense of there's just nothing more fun than pulling the wool over your friend's eyes. Mm-hmm. And it's it's such a safe environment to do it in a board game. And you can really mess with them. And I, I've heard fights, like not literal physical fights, but sort of, you know, those kind of, oh my God, you can't possibly have done that yeah. type like, arguments. Oh, break I was out. so close to you, like yeah. three three feet away. They have Fights like that have broken out over so many of these games and it's so much fun to watch. But even more fun to be part of. Board games. Bringing us together. Absolutely. Be jerks to each other. (laughs) All right. Well, that's probably all that we've got time for this week. Thank you once again to Dan for coming on board and talking to us about all the awesome hidden movement games and, of course, his favorite one. You can get in touch with us at podcast at steaks and lattes to stay. You can get in touch with us at steaks and lattes. You can get in touch with us at podcast at snakesandlattes.com to say hi or compliment us or whatever. <laughs> Snakescast is produced by Dax Audio and music is provided by Ben Sound. Tune in next week when we talk about deception, murder in Hong Kong. The opinions expressed on the Snakescast are those of the presenters and the guest and nobody else's. See you next week. Bye. Thank you.